Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. And if this is your first time listening, or if you're new to my work, a special welcome to you. People often tell me that they don't know what I'm going to be talking about and, or who I'll be talking with, but it always seems to be helpful in some way. So I hope you find that to be the case. And I hope you have had a chance to listen to my last episode, which was my conversation with Wiley McGraw. Something was a little off with my sound that day, but the overall quality of that episode was really good, especially the quality of the content. So I encourage you to listen to that one. Wiley's background is really interesting as a former star pitcher and a competitive bull rider. Um, he's a combat veteran. He had just so many great things to say about performance acceleration. He touched on the importance of dealing with discomfort and staying in the unknown. So I wanted to share a few of my own thoughts and go a little bit deeper on that topic, on the topic of discomfort, so that you can turn discomfort into determination to achieve what you really want. And of course, discomfort is a huge topic. And I've had a number of other guests that I've talked with about this topic in one way or another, in different contexts. And so I just wanted to do a quick recap of some of the episodes where we have touched on issues that are similar to this one that might be of interest. One of my very first episodes uh, was called Making Difficult Decisions More Easily. And so that had to deal with being uncomfortable when you're having to make decisions that will make people angry or that make you uncomfortable in some way that might stir something up in yourself. Another very popular episode is one called Dealing with Drama in the Workplace with my friend Marlene Chisholm. She has a wonderful sense of humor and fantastic insights to share when it comes to being uncomfortable dealing with drama. So that's another one that you might find interesting and helpful. Another one was called How to Communicate with Confidence When Nerves Kick In. That was with my friend Deborah Boswell, an expert on communication. And we talked a lot about discomfort when you're having to speak in public and deliver presentations and share feedback, that kind of thing. Another notable episode was called Leadership Authenticity with my friends Amanda Sanders and Amy Levin. You know, when, when you're trying to be who you really are, that can be unsettling and create discomfort. So they had some great insights to share um, as it relates to leadership authenticity. So there are endless examples that we could discuss, but I thought I would just um, make note of some of those other episodes that you might find to be interesting as well. There are different degrees of discomfort, of course, and I think being uncomfortable or uneasy is an opportunity for growth and learning. I find myself wanting to help other people who are experiencing some kind of discomfort because I've done so much internal work myself and continue to work on it. Even on something that might seem to be you know, less significant, just last week, as an example, I had a flat tire. I was really frustrated and a little nervous out there on the road, but luckily I was in a safe place and I was able to get myself to the dealer to fix it. I just thought, I want a cup of coffee. So when I got to the waiting area, I saw this machine that looked kind of like a coffee maker, but it looked a little different. I hadn't really seen anything like it before. 
there were people sitting nearby the machine, but no one had a cup of coffee. One woman watched me as I walked up there as I was trying to figure out what this thing was. And I was pushing buttons and trying to figure out the process. There were probably about 10 different drinks that you could choose from and then different ways that you can have them come out of the machine. So it, it was a little tricky. Eventually, I made it work and I I got my cup of coffee and I could tell that she, she was really curious about what I was doing. So I asked her if she wanted one and she said, yes, she said, I just, I really did want one, but I was so uncomfortable trying to figure out how to work that machine. So I just decided not to do it. And I thought that's so unfortunate. You know that that's uh, how so many of us operate when we're when we get uncomfortable, we shut down or we stop trying. So that's just one example of how it can just show up in everyday life. And anyway, I noticed that people have different tolerances for discomfort. And when you're in a leadership role, you may be more self-conscious, you know, when it comes to looking like you don't know what you're doing or trying to learn something new, you've got to stay with it. You've got to increase your capacity for being uncomfortable as you step into greater responsibility and bigger roles. So regardless of the type of discomfort, here are a few thoughts or beliefs that I suggest that you consider when you're facing something that's really uncomfortable for you. One, accept it as normal. It's like planning a trip. While it would be nice to travel to your destination without any incidents, it's unlikely, especially if you're traveling by air lately, you expect delays, turbulence. When it happens, you can just say, oh, yeah, that's this part of the journey when I have to deal with this. This is just part of what I should expect to experience and know that I can handle this kind of uneasiness, this discomfort. I remember feeling literally sick on a plane one time when there was so much turbulence and I was in the back of the plane and the man sitting next to me said, just pretend like you're on a boat and you're riding these waves and that's all you have to do. And that helped me so much instead of thinking I'm going to lose my life or lose my lunch. <laughs> you know, it was just staying in that moment, riding the boat, which was actually a plane, but that was just a, a way to help me get through that difficult time. Don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Just make it an inevitable part of the journey. Number two, pause don't panic. When you are in an uncomfortable situation, maybe you lose where you are in the middle of a speech, or you forget someone's name, or maybe you're in a situation that feels kind of awkward, or you're in a, in a conversation that's uh, made you uncomfortable. Don't run away from the person or the situation. Listen for that internal guidance. It's probably some kind of internal voice. Get curious. Number three, stay with the feeling. It's it's like a yoga move when you stretch to the point where you think you can't hold a position any longer, but the instructor says, hold on for just 30 more seconds. You're training your mind and your body to just stay in the moment, to stay present. So that's another good technique that can help you in your life and your work is to practice ways to, to stay with the uncomfortable and the unknown. Number four. Don't dwell on what's wrong or what the problem is or what the circumstances are that may have triggered some kind of discomfort. Recently, I was part of a large group meeting that my client was holding and that person was in charge of the meeting, but there were all kinds of technical audiovisual problems that were happening. And it was very frustrating for her, as it would be for anyone, um, creates a lot of discomfort when you're trying to communicate with a group that you're not sure if they can hear you, see you, all of that can't communicate with each other. So 
you know, I think it's important not to dwell on it, to just rise above it and to remind yourself that there's a bigger purpose here for the meeting and that we're going to come together as a team and to move through things, not to allow yourself to stay so focused on the, the, the things that have created some stress or discomfort but to remind yourself of the bigger purpose to help you move through things more easily, especially when you're at a point where you don't have control or you felt like you've lost control and you're not able to resolve the situation. So you just have to keep moving, keeping the focus on the bigger purpose. Look for ways to expand your comfort zone. It's been a theme in my life and work for a long time. I think you've got to make your goal more important than avoiding uncomfortable situations or emotions. Using myself as an example, and I know I've shared examples like this before, but you know, early on in my career, I had to give presentations on investments and retirement planning, financial issues. I knew that for me to be successful in my career, I needed to get more comfortable speaking in public. And so I really had to force myself to speak more and more, to, to get training. My career would not advance if I could not work through the uneasiness, the discomfort that I felt speaking in public. And, you know, I've come a long way to the point where I do keynoting now for large groups. Also in this podcast, it's no secret when I first started this, there was a lot of uneasiness, wasn't quite sure what I was doing, but I was determined to achieve my goal. I really wanted to help people to share some content that I thought would be valuable. So my goal became more important than the discomfort that I felt. When you can intentionally put yourself in a situation that makes you uncomfortable and that tests you in some way, you expand your capacity to handle stress and discomfort. And that helps you build your leadership strength and your ability to navigate life. Do it purposefully. But sometimes you don't have a choice. Also, on a very personal level, as an example, I dealt with extreme discomfort and uncertainty around 2009, 2010, when my dad was in hospice care. He had Alzheimer's and lymphoma, was in hospice for over a year. It seemed like every week my mom would say that, you know, the doctors think that he's not going to make it through this week, yet he kept going (laughs) and going. I could barely function myself with all the emotions that were welling in me during that time. I did the minimum that I could do to just keep the business going. My determination to understand Alzheimer's and to try to help that cause was growing because of the uneasiness that I felt, I actually kind of put my business on hold temporarily. I flew to Chicago. I met with executives at the Alzheimer's Association, ended up speaking at the corporate partners event in Anaheim, California that year. In retrospect, that took a lot of energy at a time when I felt like I was uncomfortable in my business, depleted, not knowing what was next in more ways than one. But my determination is what fueled me during that time. So when I focused on what I really cared about, instead of the uneasiness that I was feeling, I could move forward. On a much lighter note, sometimes discomfort will hit you by surprise, literally. It happened to me not long ago when I was visiting my son in New York City. He had just moved there in March. I I hadn't seen him in months because of the pandemic. 
he was getting established in his new career. I may, may have mentioned this specific example in another episode. I honestly don't remember. But I do know that I did a post on LinkedIn about it. It was a beautiful morning in Manhattan. I was just leaving the hotel and I had to come down this escalator that had like neon orange lights and mirrors all around. And as I got to the bottom of the escalator, I could see revolving glass doors in the atrium area and lots of windows. And through that, I could see the trees and the clear blue sky, a little breezy out there. I was so excited to go see him. And as I got to the bottom of the escalator and moved toward the revolving doors, I realized I needed my sunglasses because it was such a bright day. So I put my purse on the floor, got out my glasses, stood up, put them on, and then bam, I slammed my head into the side of the revolving glass doors. I felt like I could hear my teeth ringing and I could hear kind of this sigh of people around me who witnessed (laughs) this clumsiness on my part and this kind of awkward moment. One man tried to come to my rescue to ask if I was okay. I decided I wanted to just focus on moving forward to um, go ahead, go through the doors, see if I could keep walking. And that's what I did. Later, I actually had to get an ice pack, but everything worked out. I just kept going. Sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you just have to keep moving toward your goal anyway. Move through that awkward phase. Go through the revolving door. Just don't do it the way I did it. So what door do you need to walk through in the new year that makes you just a little uncomfortable? Whatever you're thinking about doing, and I hope it scares you just a little bit. I've done a lot that has continued to push me outside of my comfort zone, and I'm having a bit of a breakthrough year because of that, I think. I've seen many leaders, at least the ones that I work with, doing the same. They're making commitments to go for what they really want and to focus on what they truly care about in their organizations, in their business, in their life. They're determined to get what they really want. Some admit that they felt a little uncomfortable or selfish focusing more on themselves, but I think that that's necessary for you to be at your best for others. So I just want to leave you with this question for today. What's one way that you'll expand your comfort zone or increase your determination to achieve what you really want? Let me know what you're determined to do, be, have, or achieve this year. I'd love to know what that is. And if you'd like to explore how I can help, just let me know. Before I sign off, just a quick reminder that if you're looking for a way to help you or your team stay focused in the new year, you might check out a resource that I created called the Leadership Journal. It's been around for a few years. Uh, Sometimes I forget to mention it. It is available on Amazon. So it's a physical product, easy to use, um, has some motivational quotes on each page. It's something that you can turn to each week, answer a few simple questions to help you reflect and get focused on what's most important for the week ahead. So I've been getting really good feedback on that. You can look for that if you just search my name, Gail Lance, and look for the Leadership Journal. There are a couple of versions available. Both of them are great, whatever you prefer, but just wanted to to make you aware of that, especially as we're looking ahead to the new year. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate the feedback that I've been getting and look forward to bringing on a couple of more interesting guests over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. 
If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.